legs, zip up your hats, and also buckle up your boots and belt up your elbows. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key Part 3. I don't know why I said that. That's not how I usually do this, but I saw it in my notes. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. For the first time since Kingdom Hearts 1, someone has finally put bo- put belts around their ankles again. It was good to see it. Yeah, we are we are really back to square one in this origin story. I mean, what if there's like a little heartless that's like a rat and it tries to climb up your pant legs? Not not going to happen to this character. <laughs> That'd be scary. I don't want that. Yeah. We what did what did what did you think of this section of Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key and back cover? Uh, you know, it's weird because it's like kind of an action packed part for a while. But I mm-hmm. kind of feel like I ended up getting out of it feeling pretty neutral. Mm, okay, fair enough. But uh, we'll see where it goes. We do get we do get some big battles. We do get some big battles that are kind of cool. They are they are kind of cool. <laughs> uh, we start with a Disney interlude. Uh, once again, a lot of stuff is fast forwarded over. But we do we do spend some time in uh, Beast's castle. Yeah, it's the most we've uh, seen of one of these worlds. So it's the only time it's been important, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, Beast uh, kicks Dennis's ass and throws him in the dungeon. Well, and, and and it starts with Chirithi saying that Dennis needs a change of scenery, right? Yeah, which I I don't know why that was included. I think it's I because guess Dennis is feeling Ephemer. sad about F, F, about Ephemer, and he's like, well, why don't you go get your ass kicked by a beast? That'll make you feel better. <laughs> why don't you go die? What if you were in prison for a while? That's uh, notoriously great for your mental health. <laughs> yeah, he does he does get immediately thrown in the dungeon and Chirithi I mean Chirithi is just completely blowing it this week because Chirithi is like, "Oh, you're sad? You should go to Beast's castle." And then and then you get thrown in the dungeon and Chirithi's like, "Don't forget what Ava said about sadness leading to darkness." <laughs> Gee, thanks Chirithi, you're really really helping this week. Chirithi's got big um estranged father energy in this in this in this part because he he, (laughs) he's thrown out a lot of like oh hey champ at i think he literally said calls dennis champ at one point i think i think he does yeah and so it's just like hey chief bud you you doing all (laughs) right you're like 11 i'm 13 yeah right well <laughs> I got you Yeah, I guess I guess I missed a couple of those birthdays there, buddy. I guess I missed a couple of, but I got you a baseball glove. I already have a glove. Oh I got you a baseball bangle. <laughs> ah, that's true. But anyway, Cheerthy's just really fucking up a lot this week. Yeah. And this isn't even nightmare Cheerthy. True. He's just a nightmare friend. <laughs> oh. No. Cheerthy's doing his best. We're saying his now. I don't know. They're, they've, their they've best, never established I guess. They they are any, any sense of gender or even really uh, humanity at all. I don't, I don't know how to talk about these things. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a it's a ghost that looks like a weird cat. I thought it kind of looks like a little bear. It it is supposed to be a cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's w- one of those cats with the incredibly round face. Oh, I do like those, and that's why we like Cheerithy so much. Do, doing great, champ. But yeah, Cheerithy. Uh, while while talking about. Uh, the Jedi code about sadness and all that. <laughs> right. Wonders if that might be happening to the beast. And Chirithi says, we got to get out of here and fight some Heartless. But Dennis says, you know that we're locked in. And Chirithi, <laughs> Chirithi very gently reminds the player, you know, you have a, a keyblade. Right. You have, just, a, you have a thing that can open like everything. Just, just something to think about. 
Uh, but Bell lets us out first anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. We then now we go montage mode. Nobody cares. They fall in love, ballroom scene, etc. Who cares? <laughs> but this is this is cool. Gaston is in this. He is, and it's very very funny seeing how they animate pretty much silently. Gaston doing the Gaston stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he he leads an army of heartless to the castle in this version. Very Sean Yu style. Right. Uh, and yeah, this I haven't seen the movie since I was a kid, but I, I, I did look up. <laughs> I had to look this up and confirm because I was so caught off guard by it that Beast like fights him on the roof and he like has a chance to push him off and kill him. But he he's merciful. And then Gaston stabs him in the back and then stumbles and falls to his death. And I was like. That that's gotta be from the movie, right? They wouldn't just kill Gaston. No, that is that is from the movie. That's one of the ones that stuck with me because I think that's like one of the first times as a kid watching the movie and being like, "That person's dead." Oh man, it was it was Clayton and Tarzan for me. That guy gets fucking hanged. He get, he he gets the most killed, I think, of any antagonist in it a is, Disney film. It is gruesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the vine like tighten. Ugh. Well, and then you see his like silhouette hanging from the vines, right? Yeah, and then they crucify him for good measure. <laughs> yeah, then he does get crucified. It's really messed up though for Gaston because we know now that none of this is real, but it's here because it's in the Book of Prophecies, which does mean. Ugh, sorry, Gaston. This is gonna happen. It'll it'll happen off screen. Sora doesn't have to be here for this. I think that if you ever stab anyone in the back, you probably deserve to fall off a building. That's probably true, but I'm not I'm not prepared to make a blank a blanket oh, you're, statement. Yeah, on you're that right. One. There's there's those good times when you stab people in the back. <laughs> Some sometimes they deserve it. Well, it could be. I guess uh, it could be Hitler. Hey, if if you stab Hitler in the back, you deserve to fall onto a building. Yeah, in, onto and be lifted up to the heavens. <laughs> That's right. Come to think of it. If the Book of Prophecies has the events of the Disney worlds for them to make these data projections, then that would mean that the gazing eyes have seen all this stuff. Hey, Lushu's busy. <laughs> it, hmm. That, that actually does feel like it's another point towards, like, any time we see one of those, it is working. It's not just for show. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be more than just Lushu out there, you would think. Yeah. Which does imply... That in Kingdom Hearts 4, we are going to watch Gaston die. One can only hope. <laughs> uh, Beast turns back into a human and everyone loses interest in him immediately. <laughs> yeah, he's he's no longer sexy, so why 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 bother? I, I will say, I, I don't really remember uh, how I felt about this movie in general as a kid, but learning as an adult that people found the Beast sexy, I was like... Really? Huh. I mean, I I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I, to me, it's a. I think they did a pretty good job making him really, really gross looking. Nah, he like looks clean still. He's just kind of a monster man. That's going to work for a lot of people. It's going to work for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, he's not. <laughs> yeah, if only he was cool and sexy like in the movie Beastly. <laughs> with his scars that say embrace the suck do they say that they they do say that jesus christ i've never actually seen that film so oh man jordan and i did a, a bonus episode on it uh back in the jergonit days how did you get to that from jergonit 
we did a series where we were just watching different movies that involved like high school and teenagers. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. We watched well, Grease Two, which was not good. No, that's a terrible film. Yeah, it's a uh, almost. A n- it had one good song in it though. Which one? Cool Rider. I don't think I agree. Cool Rider. <laughs> it's a song. I mean, it, you know, you take what you could get when you're watching Grease. That's too. true. Yeah, you really, <laughs> you got to find the. Call. At least it's not the bo- the bowling song score tonight. That's like four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to watch that movie again. Uh, so yeah, uh, they Chirithi and Dennis watch Bell and uh, Human dance. I don't know his human name, so I assume it's human. Uh, and Chirithi says. This is such a funny, like, way to end this, is that Chirithi just turns to Dennis and is like, you know, she's the princess of heart from this world, and then that's just the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chirithi. Yeah, what, what was Dennis supposed to take away from that, that you can turn it around and not be evil? Is that the deal? Uh, I don't... I'm actually not even sure why this was included, come to think of it, but it's fine. You know, we have to deal with these Disney worlds in the uh, in the normal games. Maybe could talk about one of them. Maybe it'll come back. I don't know. Maybe. I I truly don't remember. Uh, we go back to town, and Chirithi rewards Dennis for all his hard work with a bracelet of light. Ooh. Yeah, right. Heard that one before. It's gonna go. It's gonna complement the dark bangles so so nicely. <laughs> uh, and Chirithi. Oh, right. This I don't remember what the significance of this was because it felt inconsequential. But maybe it'll come up later. Chirithi is like, the foretellers have given us a special mission, and that bracelet is going to protect you from the darkness, because we're being sent to fight Heartless in the corridors of darkness. Yeah, I think the light bra- bracelet is supposed to act sort of as, like, like the cloaks that people wear mm-hmm. in the corridors, but not as good, it sounds like. Yeah, I guess, I guess this was probably, like very much gameplay for the players to be like, whoa, we're going into a corridor of darkness, but we don't have to put on a, a cloak that obscures the player that I've, <laughs> that I've dressed up. Yeah. That, I mean, that's definitely, that's it. probably all that this is. It's that well, it's also because, you know, the first anniversary is the dark anniversary. And the second one's the light anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so cheerfully so just had to get, get something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the end of uh, by the end of Union Cross, we will have a a wooden bangle. Uh-huh. We will have a, a pewter bangle. Right. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll get to gold, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this game didn't run that long. No. Uh, so because they got divorced, so we beat a dark side. That's it. We go back, uh, and we go to the the clock tower where the foretellers live, and Chirithi is reporting to Ira. And Ira is, oh, that's right. That's why we went on this mission. Ira is like, oh, he's he's doing great. But Chirithi's like, I think that it was too early to send him on a mission like this. But Ira says, the darkness is getting stronger by the day. We need to hasten the training of the Keyblade wielders. And Chirithi goes, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. This is where I wrote in my notes that it's starting to feel like Evangelion a little bit. Where you're forcing, it. you're forcing, huh? I've never seen it. Oh, well, Evangelion, you're forcing children into the robot to go fight, and it's horrible. And, and this, you're forcing children into the darkness to make them strong enough to save the world. Yeah. So. Have you seen that uh, tweet when someone tweeted at Elon Musk, please tell me you've seen Evangelion? I've not seen this. He just replied, N-E-R-V. 
That's terrible. I'm glad I'm not on that horrible website anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking today. Oh, my God. You know, it moves so fast. It's sort of the town square of the Internet. He just posted a video of like this super crunchy graphic of like a panther running and then the X logo appears. Did he make it himself? (laughs) No. God, it was... It's from a like a website where you can buy like videos to like put because it's it's like you buy it and it's like you put your corporate logo on it and it's like the panther runs in and it like claws at the screen and roars and then your logo pops up and it's like, wow, cool. It was actually originally posted by this is such an aside, but it was posted by like Silicon Valley Tesla owners who have. Oh my god. He just like downloaded this video and just reposted it on his own account. You know, and sometimes I feel like my life's being swallowed by the darkness, but then I'm I find out that I'm not a Silicon Valley Tesla owner uh account runner and I'm doing okay. Well, it gets even sadder because that account has a gold check mark, which means that they are subscribed to Twitter for Twitter premium for business, which means that they're paying like a thousand dollars a month. Jesus. That's uh, uh that's the Twitter report, uh formerly X. Anyway, uh where were we? So the next day, Dennis heads out on a standard mission, which we will be not seeing. Uh the only reason that uh the only reason that we get this scene of him being sent on the mission is because we will find out what happens when he comes back. Well, it's because shit's about to pop off. <laughs> yes, we cut to back cover where Ased meets with Gula in that disused building where they form their alliance. And what better place to unform their alliance as Gula announces he's going to be doing. And he explains his reasoning. He's like, you know, there was an impending darkness, we thought, but nothing's happened since then. So what's the point of this alliance? Yeah, no, I'm all over the place on Gula uh, this episode because he does a lot of shit that seems like, wow, he really seems like he's trying to goad people into fighting each other. Um, But then later on, it feels like he is actually trying to do something good. He's just kind of an asshole. I I don't know. That's why I I keep coming back to like, I, I do think it's possible that he is corrupted by darkness and doesn't know it. Yeah. But he does seem to think that he's fighting for the light this moment here because yeah to to your point i think that he is really like trying i think he is i think he thinks that Ased is the traitor and he's trying to like bait him into revealing himself because this part here where he's like he's giving his reasoning he's like oh yeah i thought this i felt this way and anyway what envy said what and then he's like "Uh uh-oh you weren't supposed to find out about that and that felt very like, oops, did I mention I was talking about this with Envy? He <laughs> he. No, it's and a set is like it's very he cl- fucking it's very clear manipulation. He fucking picks up Gula one handed. <laughs> yeah, this Big is, guy. We find out that a set is a fucking monster in this part. He he is gigantic. We haven't mentioned that he has one of the biggest keyblades you'll ever see. Yeah, his keyblade is just like a gigantic slab of rock, basically. <laughs> yeah, it looks nuts. Uh, yeah, he picks up Gula and is like, did Envy tell you to break the alliance? But Gula's like, no, this was my decision, regardless of what she said. Uh, Ased kind of calms down a little bit and puts him back down. And Gula says, uh, I know that I'm the only one I can trust. My mind is made up. 
And he leaves, and Ased, like, sort of clenches his fists and says, Envy will regret this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Ased has problems. He has some anger issues. He needs to figure this out. If only he'd had He should be the one named Ira. Right. If only he'd had a master of masters that didn't intentionally bait him into losing his mind. (laughs) Uh, If only. Dennis returns from the mission, whatever it was. Uh, he's looking very worn out, and Chirithi tries to give him a pep talk. Uh, not a very helpful pep talk. The pep talk is basically like, if you slow down, our union will lose. So <laughs> so keep at it, champ. Don't you want to be at the top of the leaderboard, player? Don't you want to drop, like, I don't know, $100 today? <laughs> you know, you could buy, you could actually buy Lux from the, uh, from the store. Uh, just saying. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, a girl walks over and says, what does it matter if your union falls behind? The important thing is that we're all protecting the light from the darkness, right? And she introduces herself as Skuld. Bot- bottom to your name. Well, Skuld is uh, from Norse mythology. Uh, oh. She is one of the Norns, which are sort of like the the Norse uh, fates, basically. Hmm. Uh, Skuld is the youngest Norn. And she represents the future, which is probably important for a character from the distant past. Interesting. Well, if, uh, if she's a dandelion, and... she'll be the future of uh, surviving humanity, I guess. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, yeah, this is this is Skulled. She's got uh, belts over her elbows, belts over her ankles. She's ready to go. She's got a wallet chain made out of stars. Yep, nothing will be falling up, down, or out of anything today. She is very secure from little heartless shaped like rats that could try to climb inside of her clothes. <laughs> or take her wallet. Yeah. <laughs> we know that could happen. Um, you know, uh, was it, who did that? Oh, uh, Riku did that that one time to Roxas. Oh, yeah, he did take Roxas's wallet. Yeah. Roxas should have had a wallet chain. You know what? If you had asked me three seconds ago, I would say, yeah, Roxas probably had a wallet chain. He he had like little loops on his pants, but I think they were just like cloth loops off the side of his pants, right? Rookie mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she she knows who Dennis is. She says, uh, I was in a party with Ephemer. I truly don't know if that is a gameplay mechanic in this game. If it's not, this is a very strange situation. I I think it might be. I I remember someone on Waypoint was playing this game at one point back before Vice Mm. closed that. And I think they were talking about getting people to join their like union and stuff. Okay, so that that must have been a thing uh, that you could like team up with people to gather Lux or something. But yeah, she says that... uh, Right after she became a Keyblade wielder, she made her own party. She was so excited to meet people, but nobody joined until one day Ephemer showed up and said, yeah, let's be in a party together. And they became fast friends. But then suddenly one day he just quit and she didn't see him again until he appeared in her dream one night and told her, find Dennis and go with him. Yeah, I I am getting less and less suspicious of Ephemer all the time because mm. it feels like he's only doing good stuff now mm. but we'll see unless all these kids are evil other than dennis <laughs> ava is accidentally all of the dandelions are the most evil kids <laughs> could be they're the ava, strongest sure ones how to pick them they're the strongest ones because they're all using darkness um 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like I felt like the game was trying to imply that Dark Cherithy could be Ephemer's Cherithy, but I might have just misread that situation entirely. Um, I think I think you are right again without without me saying whether or not that is correct. I think you were right that the game was trying to make you think that, whether that's foreshadowing or misdirection. Who's to say? But I think I think you were picking up on something that the game was doing intentionally. Okay. Yeah, and it always it could be the kind of thing where I don't know, maybe Ephemer is just a bit of a Riku, and he's a little bit dark, but not actually a bad guy, or not. He does have silver hair. He's, yeah, or not bad intentioned. He does have silver hair. Come to think of it, we were talking about uh, 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 Skald's name. I mean, Ephemer, something that is is sort of there and not there, feels very appropriate, right? Because he's in dreams now only. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've heard people say ephemer. Not a fan. Ephemer. Yeah, I mean that's more like ephemeral if you do it that way. But it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't have good mouth feel to me. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I think in the Japanese his name is ephemera. Ah, which is kind of cooler. Yeah, I guess they thought it was too obvious if it was that. <laughs> they English. were afraid that Chai would get mad. Yeah, for stealing her podcast name. Right, retroactively. <laughs> uh, so Dennis tells Skald, because she's like, I don't know what he meant about go with Dennis. So Dennis says, well, I had a dream uh, where Ephemer and I were in the clock tower, and he said that he would wait there for me. So Skald is like, okay, I think that, I think Ephemer's trying to lead us there together. Let's go. Chirithi once again is like, no! And they're like, yes. So they... Uh, they are about to go when the ground starts shaking, and they say, "What? Whatever could that be?" And they find Ased and Envy fighting each other on the rooftops. And Ased is like, he is trying to kill her. He is like throwing gigantic lightning blasts at her. Gigantic lightning blasts. He does this insane thing where he like cuts the <laughs> he cuts the fabric of the universe with his blade and warps people towards him. Yes, it is. It is very the hand from uh, JoJo. Yeah, I was actually thinking. Yeah, he was very. He's. He, you know what? He has other similarities to Okuyasu because he's also big and stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Skald sees two of the foretellers fighting each other, and she says, "Okay, the last thing that Ephemer said to me in the dream is that the end of the world was coming, and this certainly feels like that." Uh, and I don't know if you caught what happened here because. Dennis says, let's go. Yeah. And they run off together, and Chirithi is just standing there like, what? Was was Chirithi surprised he spoke? Was that what that was? Yes. Th- this is the first time that we've really properly seen Dennis, like, speak with words in a speech bubble. Okay. Yeah, because he starts getting chatty after this. Yes, he really does. And Chirithi is very shocked by it, to the point that it... It does make me wonder, what has been happening all this time? Because we've seen Dennis, like, mouth-moving, arm-wiggling, and characters have been like, Ah, I see, you are from the Unicornus Union. But now Chirithi is like, whoa, Dennis just spoke? Which makes me wonder if he actually wasn't talking this whole time? Oh, he's been doing telepathy the rest of the time. That's just... <laughs> I guess so. That's Dennis's... Or, or sign language? I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because I... This is clearly, like, an intentional moment where the character... It's like a turning point where the character starts, you know, speaking up, making making his opinion known, and not just being a silent protagonist. 
but it does have kind of weird implications about like what the communication has been up to this point. Maybe Chirithi was surprised by the confidence because maybe Dennis is talking, but Dennis is kind of like, yeah, I'm uh, so I, I yeah, I'll be fighting the darkness. That's why there's just, never been a speech bubble is because he he's usually mumbling and whispering. He's, he's mumbling and whispering inaudibly. And people just guess what yeah. he's saying. Maybe. But yeah, Dennis Dennis talks now. He is no longer a Gordon Freeman. We are in back cover once again. This is such a wild shot because in in the uh you know the the cartoony animation of Unchained Key, we have already seen that Ased is fighting Envy, but in back cover, this is the first time that we see that that fight is happening. And the way that they reveal that is with this extreme close-up really tight on Ased's face and he's like the master has been gone for over a year now and it's finally time for me to fulfill my true role and the camera pulls back and we see that he is like flying at Envy with his keyblade out yeah he's he's trying to murder yes uh and it, it it's cool I don't think that there's a lot of times you know I talked about this in Coded that we don't get a lot of, like, animated, choreographed Keyblade fights, because they usually happen in gameplay. Right. It's it's pretty cool to see one of these between, like, full-fledged, like, master masters. Like, they, they are Keyblade experts who have weird techniques that we didn't know existed. Like, yeah, this is where I said... He, like, slashes the air and a little rift pops open. And then when it snaps shut, Envy gets, like, yanked towards him. Pretty cool. I did like this. It's pretty cool. Uh, He uh, accuses Envy of getting in his way. But, you know, she insists, of course, that she is protecting the balance like the master told them to do. We then cut to, uh, I would say, one of the least necessary shots in just about anything that I've ever seen, which is... In the nearby river, there are five flower petals that all float in opposite directions. Yeah. (laughs) We get it. Oh, it's like they're not friends anymore. Oh, shoot. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Way, way, way too on the nose. Did not not do anything for me. Sorry. Well, it's like how we're going to see dandelions like a million times now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was just... Who who put those flower petals there? (laughs) The master of masters. <laughs> He's underwater with a snorkel. Yeah. Yeah, he never left. They're He's really been... going to like this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, he may... uh, yeah, he's never left. He's just hanging out like in a different apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he just took off the coat. Right. He, <laughs> he could have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I said he he's like, we can't follow the master's orders anymore. Those orders are what have put us on track to a future where the light expires. And we see that Gula is standing in an alleyway nearby, watching this from around the corner. Uh, and uh, a li- this this was a, a moment that I, that I thought was actually kind of subtle and cool, because Envy is like, are you saying that the Master is wrong? And Ased is like, it doesn't matter. The important thing is that he's not here anymore. And when he says that, we zoom in on his Keyblade, and we do see the little token on the keychain with the master's gazing eye. I liked that. Yeah, I'd forgotten that mm-hmm. that was... Or did we know that was there? No, this... We, we've we seen their keyblades before, but 
this is like the most we've seen one of them like up close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I wrote that down. So I was like, I think I saw Master's Eye in the keychain. Um. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they all they all have one. So yeah, Master of Masters is somewhere in his apartment laughing about what's going on. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. We. I don't think that I really want to get into the way that their keyblades look. Because it would not be the greatest topic of discussion for the podcast, even though I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they all have the gazing eye on the keychain. Um, and Ased's is gigantic. And Gula's is a million times spikier than it needs to be. Gula's kind of looks like like lightning or something on the end. It it does. And he, he is the... Uh, they're all wearing like their animal costumes, but they also are like different colored. I think his is yellow for the leopard, so maybe something's going on there. Maybe he's like Larxene's great grandpa or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, so he does another two of those like rift slash things, making a big X in the air, which is I think for once not important. No, I think it just, just look, looks cool. Just looks cool. But then she does something that I. I don't even know what she did, which I think is actually even cooler because I don't fully understand what I was watching. She, like, swings her keyblade down across the river, which, like, splashes water into the air. And then his two, like, rift slashes just turn into water and explode. Yeah. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> no, I don't know either, but it, it looked neat. It looked neat. Uh, they also... I, I'm... I'm wondering if this means that they each have sort of an elemental affinity like some of the other characters. Maybe she's Demix's grandma. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anything's possible. Um, did we already go kind of past where Gula... Like, Gula is watching, right? Mm-hmm. And then it looks like he laughs about what's happening? Yes, this this is where that happens. Okay, All right, I, yeah. I don't... Uh, you know, it's so hard to know what to make of Gula and his reactions to this kind of stuff. I think that he's feeling because envy like surprises him with this water ability whatever it is uh maybe he's surprised because he doesn't understand what she just did um but she like attacks him through the like water blast and i think that what gula is reacting to is he's like good envy has the upper hand yeah it's that or he's laughing about his evil plot coming to fruition one of the two that's true it's either this is good, the traitor is going to be defeated, or this is good, everyone's fighting. <laughs> yeah, what's great then, too, is because Ava shows up behind him, and it feels like he has to recover and be like, oh, I wasn't just laughing about this. Oh, uh, oh, shoot, look it, there's Ased the traitor. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like, Ava, over here, uh, Ased is the traitor. Uh, or actually, Envy is the one who says that, for what it's worth. Oh, okay, but- got it. But Gula then piles on about it. This is where Gula summons his Keyblade, and eat more more so than ever, fucking be careful with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> You'll put someone's eye out. Yeah, it's it looks dangerous to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Ava summons her Keyblade as well. Ased gets up and sees his friends preparing to attack him, and he just says, May my heart be my guiding key, and he leaps at them. I'm not worried about him. He is gigantic. No. Oh, yeah, I mean... He's fine, mostly. There are, you know, while we're talking about people being grandpas, uh, I think I think a lot of people think that Ased might be an ancestor of Terra because they both have big, chunky keyblades. I'm not sure if I necessarily am ready to make that conclusion, but 
you know, these not, are things to think about. Not everyone needs to be related. I agree. And I I hope that if any of them are ancestors of characters we know, I hope that most of them aren't. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Star Wars, I just don't need them to be related. I will say, I'm not going to get into it yet. I do have a theory of one particular relation, and I hope it's the only one. But I'll keep that to myself for now. Okay. The Master of Masters uh, is, is Sora. Yeah, we know. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and much like Fry from Futurama, he is his own grandpa. Great. So we go back to Unchained Key, where Skull and Dennis are confronted by three unusual Heartless that we've never seen before. They look they look human, which is not unprecedented, but they are speaking, which is pretty unprecedented. Right, they're asking for Lux. Yeah, I think the only Heartless that we've seen speak before would be Ansem Seeker of Darkness. Pretty sure. Yeah. And I don't think Scar spoke. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was trying to, I was, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, did Scar speak? Yeah. We we need to strike Heartless Scar from the record. I just don't like it one bit. It's going to be so important in Kingdom Hearts 5. Yeah, when Scrax shows up. But yeah, they, they demand uh, uh, Dennis and Skull's Lux and attack them. Uh, they fight them off. Uh, these things are called Darklings, and they start to run away, and uh, a Nightmare Chirithi appears uh, to stop them from giving chase, and our Chirithi recognizes it as the same one that we saw before, but it is it is now fully Nightmared. It is purple. It is not a dark gray. It is a purple Chirithi. Yeah. The scariest thing there could be. It's not pretending anymore. Right. Um, Skuld is very, very upset to see a Chirithi that has fallen to darkness. Um, but Chirithi says, uh, Nightmare Chirithi, this is one of the few times that we can <laughs> keep the Chirithi straight, uh, says, oh, it's not a big deal. Light and dark are just two sides of the same coin. You should embrace it like they did. <laughs> and they realize what it's saying, that those three Heartless they fought were Keyblade wielders like them. Pretty messed up. Yeah. Uh, we learn that, uh, because those Keyblade wielders have been cut off from the light, uh, they can no longer fight with medals. I every time they bring up the medals in dialogue, <laughs> I hate it. They should have just not talk about that. They have lost access to the Gachapon machine. They can't give us any money. Can you think of anything <laughs> worse? A hold has been placed on their account. <laughs> that's what it. You know, that's what it, it's a metaphor for: is the people who have suspended their accounts or been banned <laughs> these are players who got banned for like hacking into the the metal market there's nothing worse than taking money away from square enix <laughs> god did you hear that their fucking nft game came out a couple weeks ago i didn't i forgot they were doing that but yeah yeah okay everyone did yeah <laughs> it's so weird looking it's like i i was looking into what it actually is it's like every like day or week or whatever, there will be uh, an AI generated image that is like an overhead view of a map or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you like play Where's Waldo with the characters. So it's like, oh, my NFT guy is standing here next to this tree. And then you get points or whatever. Terrible. It's it's really bad. Fortunately, nobody seems to be playing it. I don't honestly understand how Square Enix isn't bankrupt now. <laughs> this is what people are always saying when they do I this I guess shit. it's just like they just must be constantly printing money from, I assume, reselling Final Fantasy. 
like old Final I Fantasy. I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen has to be a absolute oh. money printer for them. That's true. Although they spent all that money redoing it, um, but then I, I yeah, I I think like the remake made money, and then they yeah they mm-hmm. resell all the old Final Fantasies all the time. Not to mention, I don't even want to think about how much money I've spent on Kingdom Hearts at this point. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So although I, I guess you know. When I was a kid, none was the amount of money, <laughs> to be fair. You still you still made that money get spent. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I bought fucking Melody of Memory for full price because I'm an idiot. Ooh, yeah. I... <laughs> well. I'm... Someone at Square Enix got an email that day. It was like, oh my god, someone really did it. He has no idea. One person played this game. Oh god. Um. So... Yeah, the the Nightmare Chirithi sort of tries to put a positive spin on what has happened and says, because they couldn't fight with the metals, all of the power that they just fought you with was their own, because darkness has a way of finding the weak and making them strong. And then Chirithi says, where is your wielder? And the Nightmare Chirithi says, closer than you think. Right, so now they're trying to make me think it's Scold or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Or that Ephemer is, I guess, around. <laughs> Hiding know. around the corner like Gula. Yeah. Or, or you know, in the other world nearby. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. In, in like a dream drop distance way. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy to be able to say, I think that we do get the answer, but I honestly don't remember whose Chirithi this is. Okay. I think you didn't. Wait, did you say this? I, I, I liked one of Chirithi's lines, which was, I was, I was just, just trying to help. help. I thought if I took away everyone's lux, there'd be no reason to fight over it anymore. I'm the greatest. I forgot about that, yeah. And then uh, Chirithi goes, your color? And Dark Chirithi goes, don't you like my new look? You like my new look? That's right. Why didn't I write down any of this? Dark Chirithi's a little stinker, and it's kind of fun. It's, don't you like it? I'm a shiny Chirithi. I'm way rarer. Way rarer. You'll never see one. Mm-hmm. That's me. I've only ever seen I've only ever seen shinies in um, Arceus, which is like, but I think they like really boost how often you see shinies. I have never, and I don't, I don't play Pokemon anymore. The last one that I played was uh, Pearl, but I didn't even know that they existed <laughs> until people were like talking about all the shinies they've ever found, and I was like, oh, is this like a thing that was added in like? Black and white, X and Y, sun and moon. No, they've been in the games for the whole time. Yeah, I only found out about them once, like, the internet, like, was a thing that I was looking at. And Yeah, and, like, I played a fucking lot of Pokemon as a kid, so I don't know how... I don't know what other people were doing. Yeah, I mean, there's weird stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've still never seen them other than in the game where they give it to you. <laughs> uh-huh. So... Probably not real. Uh, the Foretellers fight we see has absolutely obliterated a huge chunk of Daybreak Town. There's like a bridge that is smashed in half. There are like roofs caved in. Uh, Ossed, pretty intense. Ossed's big. He's a big guy. Uh, Gula, uh, I do think it's funny that we the only one that we actually see him fighting is Envy, who I imagine is the oldest of the three that he's fighting. Like, nobody nobody needs to see him, like, bashing Ava's skull in. Because Ava seems like a child. I think so. There, Nobody can agree on how old, uh, specifically, Ava and Gula are supposed to be. I read them as, like, 16. Yeah, I mean, it's anime rules where they could be, like, 9 or 35. Who knows? 
if if Sora in Kingdom Hearts one was fifteen, then Ava has to be at least older than that. Yeah, that that tracks. Um. Anyway, Gula. We don't we don't really see exactly how this went down, but everyone has kind of gotten separated over the course of the fight. So Gula, uh, is off on his own looking at the lost page. Uh, Ased is in the disused building from before. He's like slumped over against some boxes, and Gula walks in and says, "You know, Ased, my role." And this is this is a weird part of of back cover that we're starting to get into is the inexplicable secrecy of the roles for no particular reason other than to make them fight yeah i guess so but like we don't i don't think they're that we're ever told that the master said like don't tell anyone your role because like they they knew that obviously they knew that era was the leader they knew that ased was second in command they knew that uh envy was like the mediator who watches over everyone yeah but but, uh, but but they all had secret roles too though was the thing like i said had the secret be a traitor role <laughs> and, yeah. and gula had the you know read the page role so like i think that that's probably more what it is yeah maybe i guess it's possible that there is just stuff that we didn't get into because like i don't think that era has a secret role does he he might not because he's the big leader but i also don't think that gula has a public role Hmm. i mean like i said maybe there's just stuff that we didn't hear about because it's not important but but yeah whatever the case gula is like did you ever wonder what my role was i said i was given a lost page that says that there's a traitor and my job was to find them and stop them and i said who is like barely conscious on the ground at this he just fucking gets to his feet and he's like are you fucking kidding me gula and gula who was so confident he like has his keyblade out like he's like i'm going to finish you traitor ascend just gets to his feet and gula is like uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah ascend's scary yeah he is he's the bear yeah uh and yeah uh uh Ased is like I called you my comrade Gula and he he explains why he's so angry. He's not angry because Gula thinks that he's the traitor. He doesn't care about that. What he's mad about is that Gula had this information and kept it to himself while everyone was arguing about it. Yeah, like he could have stopped Ased from doing any of this basically. Which what I was saying before about about the sin of gluttony, he's he's got. It's not just that he has the page; it's that he deprives everyone else of the information. Yep. And Ased is very very mad and starts stomping his way toward Gula and summons his Keyblade and attacks. We we cut a, a moment forward. Ava runs in just in time to see Gula collapsing on the ground. She does a, a very cool baseball slide <laughs> in between them. Uh, and tries to talk Ased down. Uh, we get a, a little shot of Ased's hands, like, shaking as he thinks, like, am I really gonna attack Ava? But he, he prepares to attack anyway, and Ava just, like, sort of throws herself on top of Gula to protect him, and Ased stops and says, you too, huh? And just sort of stumbles out of the building. I found that you too, huh, a little confusing, I guess just you two, you don't trust me, or you two... I think I think that what he's reacting to is that she thinks oh, that, that he's this is him as the traitor trying to finish off one of the lights. Got it. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, 
caught that. Okay, cool. Whereas, I think from his perspective, this is him as one of the lights trying to finish off one of the lights. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that he thinks that Gula is evil. Yeah, he just said- I think that he's just mad. Yeah, I think I think he's pretty justified in being pissed off, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, is he justified in potentially killing Gula? Well, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but... <laughs> uh, he sees Ira uh, standing outside. Uh, it doesn't seem like Ira was, like, waiting for him, though. Ira seems kind of surprised to see him, yeah. or at least surprised to see that he's very injured. Um, and Aset is like, oh, you're here to finish me off, aren't you? And Ira says, nope. <laughs> I'm I'm just being a leader. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have really been fucking stuff up. <laughs> Uh, and he tells Ased what he's been saying since the beginning, or what, what the master told him at the beginning, rather. Uh, our mission was never to change the future, only to make sure that the light lives on afterwards. And we've only got five lights, we can't afford to lose any of them. And Ased is very moved that Ira uh, considers him one of the five after all of this. Uh, Ira says, oh, of course, we're friends. And Ased... Once again, is like, you know, this is why I always said <laughs> that you're the best leader possible. <laughs> now, this is a nice moment. He's like, you know, you're you're a really good guy, Ira. I really respect you as a leader. Uh, leaving out the part where he was fully trying to mutiny. Right. He doesn't need to know that. <laughs> it would just be awkward. Yeah. But he uh, he tells Ira that he thinks... Oh, no, that's right. He says... Uh, I think that we may have already lost one of the five lights. I think that Ira is the traitor. He tells him about the lost page. Um, or Gula. He, he thinks Gula is the traitor. Or yeah, he, he thinks he thinks that Gula is one of is is a traitor and is no longer one of the lights. Uh, and you know he he says he's like you know I don't know what Gula thinks he's doing, but he kept this from us and that was a betrayal. Um, and Ira's like, well, for all we know. He was just following the master's orders for him. So I'll talk to him. I'll get to the bottom of everything. This is this is a great scene for Ira, who I feel like he's been kind of at a distance for out for a lot of this. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I I feel like to the point where sometimes I feel like I'm forgetting about him. Yeah, but it's it's good to see him actually being a leader. Yes. Yeah. Uh Meanwhile, back in uh, Unchained Key, Skuld and Dennis, uh, they finally reach the spot under the clock tower where he and Ephemer uh, were stuck. And when I say stuck, I mean not stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because the reason that they stopped here is because there's a bunch of giant gears in their way. And gears often have, and in this case do have, gigantic holes (laughs) that you can easily climb through. You might get squished as you're trying to walk through it or something. I don't know. These gears are not turning. Yeah, true. Maybe maybe they were turning before. I didn't go back and check. But in this case, they talk to Chirithi and they're like, you you have been to this tower before. Can you help us find a way forward? And Chirithi is very reluctant, but is like, yes, okay, I will help you. And just is like, yeah, just walk through the big holes. <laughs> they're like, wow. Chirithi's a genius, you know? Nobody ever thought to climb through a big hole before. No. Uh, They arrive in the foreteller's chamber that we've seen many times, uh, and they wonder if Ephemer was here. 
Uh, and Ira walks in and catches them in the act and says, Chirithi, I'm disappointed in you. Uh, a quick note, uh, this the foreteller who catches you here is always your union leader, unless you are in Ava's union, in which case it is Ira. Uh, and that will make sense in a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he tells that I thought that the reason that it couldn't be Ava is this moment where he says, uh, you know, I caught another wielder in here the other day. Was he a friend of yours? And Dennis says, yes, that is my friend. And once again, Shirithi's like, you can talk. <laughs> And Ira says, I believe that uh, that other boy who was here was trying to collect information. Uh, I think that his friendship with you was just a means to understand what other unions were doing. But don't worry, he is no longer a threat. I have killed him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's that about? We know that's not what happened to Ephemer. That was that was when I was like, oh, that's why it can't be Ava, because there's no way in hell that Ava would ever have said that. Right, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, Skuld is very angry and shocked, of course, uh, and Ira's like, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And, and Chirithi's just like, nothing, sir! Yeah, are we meant to- Sorry, sir! So, am I meant to believe that's Ephemer that he's talking about? Yes. Okay. So that's confu- uh, it's a little confusing then, but alright. Well, skipping ahead a little bit. This is a lie. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Dennis uh, steps forward and has a full monologue, surprising everyone. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine how shocking this was as the player. You know, you're like four years into this game, and suddenly your character starts monologuing. I wonder if anyone, like, didn't like it. I don't know. Like, you know, if they were like, oh, I liked I this whole time... I've been role-playing my silent protagonist or whatever. But, I mean, you don't have enough agency in that game, I feel like, to really probably get that into role-playing your character. Yeah, it is interesting, though, because this is... After this moment, I think that we will see uh, Dennis just speaking in scenes a lot more often. Okay, yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe, maybe this is meant to be part of a narrative about, like, Dennis's confidence as a, as a Keyblade wielder. I don't know. Yeah. But uh he says that this was all his idea, not Chirithi's. Uh we were we were just looking for my friend and he he's like, you know, I I followed all my union's orders without a second thought, but then I met Ephemer and he he sort of opened my eyes and I didn't know him for that long, but he made a really lasting impression on me. Um and right now I'm feeling very sad and very angry. And maybe those things might mean that there's darkness in my heart, but I won't let you get away with this because Ephemer would do the same for me. And he summons his Keyblade and proceeds to get absolutely dumpstered. Which is appropriate. Which is very appropriate. Uh, And they just find themselves back at the entrance. And Ira says, you fought admirably. And also, I'm not Ira, and I didn't kill Ephemer. I'm actually Ava in disguise. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Which is the real reason <laughs> that this that that was not Ava in that scene, right? As funny as it would have been if she had pulled off her Ava costume and it was more Ava underneath. Yes, you thought it was me, normal Ava, but it's or yeah, what if you did like a dark Ava and then <laughs> and then I was wearing a fox mask underneath my fox mask. Yes, uh, but yeah, she heals Dennis's wounds and says, "You got some strong hearts, kids. Sorry for lying to you." Uh, 
she says that Ira was an illusion and the room was an illusion. Apparently, they've just been standing here in this hallway the entire time. Yeah, more of this illusion stuff, like with them going to the Disney worlds. Yeah, the uh, they they love their data projections or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I, but they do. I, yeah, me neither. But it's sure in this sure in these games a lot. Yeah. Uh, she confirms though what Ephemer told Scald in the dream, which is that yes, the world is ending soon. And I am currently working to prevent the light from dying out. She tells them about the dandelions. And, uh, yeah, we we kind of talked about this last time, I think. Uh, the question of, like, what exactly are they going to do? But she does elaborate a little bit more that everyone, the dandelions are going to leave and come back. Okay. Which, <laughs> and that's kind of Which it. is uh, an odd choice. It does seem a little bit different than what we've heard before. Yeah. But maybe that discrepancy is intentional. I guess we'll keep an eye out. Right. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure yet. Um then what happens? Oh yeah, she uh she has been uh because she knows about the nightmare Cherithy, she has been selecting uh Keyblade wielders who have a strong resistance to darkness. Uh and oh she also mentions that Ephemer is the leader of the Dandelions. I don't remember if we knew that. I don't think we did. Yeah, you're, I think I think that is the first time we hear that. We did get the scene of her like giving him the book. Yes. To be like one of the union leaders. Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, he's he's the head dandy. Uh and she invites them both to join and Skald says, "Hell yeah." And Dennis says, "Uh, I don't know about that." And Skald and Cheerthy are both completely shocked by this, which is very reasonable. Yeah, although I think it's kind of fair to be like, I don't know, this you did like a weird test to me and told me my friend was dead. Like, I don't know, this this all feels pretty bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but from Skald's perspective, you know, if this was me, I would probably be like, oh, I won't die? Okay, cool. <laughs> but Skald is basically just like, oh, I'd get to see Ephemer again. Sounds good. And that's what she says to Dennis. She's like, I I can't believe... Or no, it's it's Chirithi who says this. They go back to the uh, the Fountain Plaza, and uh, Chirithi is like, why didn't you say yes? You would get to see Ephemer again. You'd get to not die. And uh, Dennis says, well, you know, I... I care about Ephemer, but I care about everyone else in Daybreak Town, too, and I, I would feel bad abandoning them. Reasonable. Yeah, I, guess, I, I suppose so. Ava, uh, by the way, did tell Dennis, like, don't worry about it, just think about it. Just don't don't tell anyone about any of this, but but you, you don't have to make your decision right now. I did want to say, by the way, about the Fountain Plaza, because you maybe have been wondering, are there two places in this town? Uh, yeah, it's a thought that has crossed my mind. I, I can say... There are there is a lot more of this town. There are a lot of different areas that we go to. Just none of them have anything to do with the plot, so they're not in here. Okay. Yeah, I was I was on the the wiki the other day looking at uh I I was I was I was looking for something specific. I can't remember what it was, but I was just looking through the like gallery of Daybreak Town images and I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I was like, "What?" The hell? There's so many places I've never seen before. There's like a park. I think there was like a lighthouse. There's a market. There's like underground waterways. Yeah, there's so much shit in this town that we're just never going to see. I mean, to be fair, it's not like we need to see like the town's McDonald's or whatever. I want to see the town's McDonald's. Yeah, now that I say it, I would like to see it. <laughs> you know, that's that's what you do as a tourist. The first thing that you do when you go to a new country is that you go to their McDonald's and see how it's different. Is, is that 
Is that what you do? No. Okay, good. <laughs> but I have been to an Italian McDonald's, and I have been to a Japanese McDonald's, and they were both better than ours. Hmm. Okay. Well, keep that in mind. It shouldn't be the first thing you do, but you should do it. Okay. I Yeah, I didn't do it in Argentina, so my bad. Big mistake. Yeah. I can only imagine the meats that they would have at the Argentinian McDonald's. I'll have to go back for the McDonald's. <laughs> um, anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, Skull changes the subject and she says she she talks a little bit more about when she uh, formed her party. She was very lonely. Uh, no one wanted to join. But then Ephemer joined and they became friends and Ephemer's presence in the in the party sort of drew more people in, and the party grew, and they made more friends. Uh, but then one day Ephemer said, you know, Scald, I think that you'll be fine on your own. And he left, and she never saw him again, and the party kind of fell apart without him. But she was like, you know what, Ephemer was right. I feel like I've grown since then, and I, I am okay being on my own. Uh, but... She knows that Ephemer never forgot about her because she led him. She he led her to Dennis, and she says, "Thank you, Dennis, for helping me find the truth." Yeah, it's a big a big arc for this character that we've never met before. Yeah, I, I, I again, it's like it is one of those things where we don't know how. It's not a lot of in-game time, though. I think it. I think it is more time than we necessarily realize. I mean, I did. I did mention that scene where Ased is like, "It's been a year since the master left." Oh, I just mean, like, how long could have, like, the foretellers been fighting, though? Because this all kind of oh. happened. Dur- this mostly all happened during that, right? So. Yeah. So. But uh, Scald and Dennis are best friends now. Yay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she says, I'm going to join the Dandelions so that I can see Ephemer and thank him, too. And then they shake hands, indicating that they are now best friends. That's what all best friends do. Uh, it is what SpongeBob SquarePants once called a friendly handshake. That'd be, yeah, we go that's back right. to back cover. Huh? We're back in back cover. Right. Uh, Ava's Chirithi, I assume, is frantically running through the streets to warn her. Uh, she is hiding with Gula, who is unconscious, and the Chirithi says, Someone's coming. And she goes up to see who it is. Uh, I say up because they're like hiding, like sort of under a bridge, kind of. Uh, and she finds Ira, who is looking for them, and he says, I want I want to talk to Gula, can you take me to him? And she says, no, and he says, all right, fine. <laughs> That's pretty much the end of that. I did think it was kind of bizarre how quickly he gave up on that. Yeah, I think he, I think it's sort of like a, I can tell that you're really serious about this, and I, I don't want to, like, fight you, so fair enough. Yeah, okay, I can, I can buy that. But, yeah, it, he, he really does just drop it at that point. And and he's he's just like, all right, later. And she's like, okay, great. And she goes back to Gula uh, and tells him what happened with Ira. And Gula says, I know why he's trying to talk to me. It's because this... The, uh, uh, he says, like, I knew this was going to happen once people started finding out about my role. And I was like, what do you mean? And he tells her about the lost page. And this is a, a new piece of information for us. Uh, he says that the page says that there is a traitor... The one who bears the sigil. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, is the traitor just the Chirithi on its own? Mmm. I was curious what you would think of, of that phrase, the one who bears the sigil. Because Chirithis have the sigils on them, and they're the only ones we know they of. They do have... Huh? They do have the sigil, the, the Dream Eater symbol. Yeah. yeah. They're really the only 
thing we know that has a sigil. So, well, there there are some other theories, uh, and once again, this is a thing that has not really been explicitly answered, uh, as far as I have. Well, I was going to say as far as I've gotten, as far as the series has gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Um, sigils that it could be. It's possible that uh, this is referring to some sort of mark on the face of one of the foretellers, which would mean that we don't know about it, period, because we haven't seen their faces. Hmm. Um, it could be, also, um, there is one sigil that we have heard about recently in the series, which is the recusant sigil, the letter X, which could mean that it's Lushu. Oh, okay, yeah. Or, this is a theory that nobody has, but I will point it out, it could be a mistranslation. Maybe it's not the one who bears the sigil. It's the one who sigil the bear. It's a said. <laughs> you know what? I don't think it's that one. Okay. Well, we'll just cross that off of the crackpot corner list. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can keep it on there if you if you want. I'm not. You know, do do your own yeah, thing. but yeah, it 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 could it could mean a few things. Uh, if we do believe that uh, that Gula is the traitor, it it could mean that he has like an x-shaped scar or something yeah i I don't i don't really know um again wild that you don't know (laughs) another possibility that i do think is worth considering that uh i don't remember if we've really gotten into it as a possibility so far it's entirely possible that the master is lying in the in the book of prophecies because we do have every reason to believe that he has the information that the eye has collected but we have no proof that the stuff that he put in the book is entirely accurate. Right, yeah. They, <laughs> that's a good point. He could have just written... Maybe, like, the book itself is completely accurate, and the reason that this page isn't in any of them is because it's not a lost page. <laughs> it's just a page that he wrote. A thing that he made up to get people to fight. Yeah. There's there's a lot a lot of possibilities uh, that we, we can't really narrow down just yet. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, I just went to the obvious, or what I felt was obvious was just Chirithi, but yeah, you're right, there's a lot of other possibilities here. Can I say, I had, I thought that I might have had the biggest gigantic brain moment of my life. Oh. Uh, when when he said that, and I, I was wrong, but I will tell you what my thought was. Okay. Because in my my list of questions and mysteries that I've been keeping as we've been going through these games... One of them is from Kingdom Hearts 1, when we are in the library in Hollow Bastion, we are collecting these books that have these weird names attached to them that we've we've never had any follow-up on. Uh, the names uh, Azal, Hafet, Kama, Mava, Nahara, Saleg, and Theon. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, oh, shit, does one of those names have an X in it? And I looked it up, and no, they don't. And I was like, Fuck! <laughs> I thought I was so smart. Damn it. Oh. Uh, there are, that is seven names, though. And there's there's five foretellers, the Master and Lushu. I don't know. Hmm. That could be their real names. I don't know. That's a reach. Yeah, if they remembered it, that it should be that. Yeah. How many dandelions? There's I, five dandelions, so it can't be them. Five dandelions? It, are there five main dandelions? Isn't that something that Ava Oh, says? the ones who will replace the union leaders? Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we already know that one of them is Ephemer, and none of the books had Ephemer on them. Right, I mean, you know, unless Ephemer could be a fun nickname. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Seleg, but everyone calls me Ephemer for some reason. Yeah. Or maybe he just came up with that. He's like, this is so cool. I'm just going to go around telling people that everyone calls me Ephemer. I don't know. It's like how Richard becomes Dick. That doesn't. St- that still doesn't really work for me. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that don't work, Gula is out of his mind right now. And I, I do really like uh, the voice acting in this scene. He is so, like, manic and deranged. He's like, he's like I, I, I know what I have to do because the master didn't give me enough information to find out who the traitor is. So I need to ask the master for more information. But he's gone. So how do I get him to come back? Easy. I'm going to summon Kingdom Hearts. Which, this was where I was like, wow, people already know how to do that. That's a thing people can know that they can do and will try to do. Yeah, it's it's a little unclear if he is correct, but he believes that if he gathers enough lux, he can summon Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's basically what um, Zenmus was doing. Yeah, sort of, uh, by by gathering hearts, yeah. Because hearts are light. Um, it kind of just seems like if you gather enough of anything, there will be a big heart in the sky eventually. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think that hearts are light or gathering light directly either way. It's getting a bunch of light together because Kingdom Hearts is supposed to be light. It is interesting that Kingdom Hearts, I guess, uh, how does the myth go? Because Kingdom Hearts, I thought, was sort of like where all the light went, went when the world died? Or is Kingdom Hearts also something else? We, the last time we had this described to us, it was that Kingdom Hearts was the source of all light. It's a source of light, okay. And that uh, when the Keyblade was shattered, uh, Kingdom Hearts vanished. That's right, okay, all right. Um, or something. Either way, this is this is where I was like, oh, Gula doesn't think he's being evil. No, I, I, I think that he thinks that this is a completely reasonable thing, and I think that uh, he is really not in his right mind right now. Ava is horrified. She's like, what are you suggesting? Like, that, that is like the most forbidden thing. And Gula's like, exactly. It's like, it's the number one thing that we're not supposed to do, and there's no way that the Master wouldn't know that it's happened. So if if Kingdom Hearts gets summoned, the Master will have no choice but to come back. And then I can say, hey, uh, sorry, uh, I just wanted to ask, um, what was I supposed to do? Like, what was my job exactly? <laughs> sorry, this was the only way I could think of of contacting you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, it, it's like, yeah, you, like, you want to ask your boss a question, so you, like, light the office on fire. <laughs> hey, was, uh, uh yeah. is, it a, is it a vacation day on Monday? Oh, cool. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like logging into our, uh, our like incident management system that I use when I'm on call and I'm just like opening up like severity zero incidents left and right. <laughs> Sorry. I just couldn't figure out how to, uh, put in sick days, uh, in the, in the system. I, I just wasn't sure what was the best way of getting, getting your attention. Did you want a text? Oh, okay. All right. Well, next time. I never actually got your cell number. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, Ava, you have to do the right thing here. Help me gather as much Lux as possible to summon Kingdom Hearts. And Ava's like, no! <laughs> no, that's bad. No! That's really bad. And he's like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You do whatever you're going to do. Uh, we skip forward a few days 
and uh, Ava is now confronting Envy because she's like, Ira knew uh, where to look, and you're the only one who knew where we were hiding, so you must have told him. And Envy, like, completely unrelated, but she's, like, sort of trying to get the upper hand in this confrontation by being like, oh, yeah, well, you're secretly gathering members of other people's unions and training them in a secret location. And Office like, yeah, the master told me to. And Envy's like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I liked, I liked that. But this is another moment where I'm like, I mean, obviously, I think it's all just going to keep coming back to the master wanted this to all go down. But I'm just like, I don't think that he ever forbade them from telling each other this stuff. Yeah, he sometimes told them to keep certain things secret. But yeah, her, I don't think he told her not to say anything. Yeah, it's very, it's just like, I never, I never got around to telling Envy what my job is here. Yeah, and I suppose Abba could just be like, I didn't really want to tell people that I was setting up like an organization to survive after we all die. Uh-huh. Like, that's a little... It's just like, awkward. It is understandable a little bit. But. Sort of training your replacement. <laughs> right. And it's child labor? Even worse. Yeah. Kingdom uh, Hearts but yeah, they, universe kind of runs on child labor. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is light. Universe is child labor. <laughs> um, But yeah, that, that revelation sort of diffuses the tension. Envy's like, I'm sorry, Ava, I didn't know. I shouldn't have suspected you of anything. Uh, I was like, don't worry about it. it. It almost feels like the master wanted this to happen. Um, so Envy asks, like, how how is Gula doing? And Ava's like, I don't really know. I haven't seen him since he went a little bit wacky and said that he's trying to collect all the lucks that he can to summon Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and Envy at that moment is just like, oh, that's why I have seen Ased and Ira trying to do the same thing. Not to summon Kingdom Hearts, but they are basically grinding Lux to keep the balance because they've noticed that uh, Gula is grinding Lux. Yeah. So Envy's like, I guess I have to grind Lux and you have to grind Lux because we have to keep the balance. It's an interesting conclusion. I was a little surprised that, I don't know if I entirely follow, but I suppose it just, if they're all doing that, then then he can't get enough of it it's himself. Well, see, this is the thing, is... We are never at any point given any understanding of why, like, what it means to keep the balance between the unions. It just seems like the Master has told them that it is, like, the most important thing. Because I think that Gula, I don't think that the unions being balanced will in any way prevent Gula from summoning Kingdom Hearts. I think that Envy is basically like, well, there's nothing that we can do to stop his union from gathering Lux. So all we can do is try to keep up. Hmm. But yeah, it, it it's pretty unclear why that is so important. I guess maybe we'll find out. They're going to summon five Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I am pretty sure that we don't, that we are never given an actual reason of why this balance is so important. I think it's just that the master told them it is. Yeah, and the game has to keep going. Yeah, we, we have to be at the top of the leaderboard. It's so important. Yeah, I... I I think that um, maybe that is it, is it's like, it shouldn't in the lore feel like the Leopard Union is supposed to be ahead. Although, this is a back cover only scene. The True. The players at the time would not have had any of this. Good point, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that we just have to assume that this is one of those things that the Master was like, 
Just so you know, one of the most important things for all of this is keep the balance between the unions. No union should have more power or light than the others. And it's probably bullshit. He probably just made that up. It probably doesn't actually matter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can buy that. That's the only thing that really makes sense to me. Well, yeah, because it it is funny that the master tells them that they have to do anything, because he also basically tells them, it doesn't matter what you do, the world's going to (laughs) end. Right. So it is it is kind of paradoxical that he's like, you must do these things, but also you can't change it. It's going to happen no matter what sort of it it is. It is sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy because the fact that they all know that the end of the world is looming over them does push them to do these things that lead to the end of the world. Yeah, they they do more and more dangerous things because yeah, desperate. Uh, But yeah, uh, Envy kind of realizes that. It's there's nothing that they can really do to change what's happening here. It's like we can't stop Gula from pushing his union to collect as much Lux as possible. If we if we can't slow him down, he's going to summon Kingdom Hearts. And if all the union members are trying to collect as much as possible, it's only a matter of time before the the fight for Lux sort of spills out into direct confrontation between Keyblade wielders at which point the Keyblade War is inevitable and there's nothing that we can really do to stop it. And yeah, Envy's just like, well, the the best that we can do right now is keep the balance and hopefully that will delay the inevitable for some amount of time. And that's that's pretty much <laughs> where that lands. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's Ava, better than no plan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it is. It'll 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 give Ava more time to set up the Dandelions, if nothing else true uh and on that note uh she goes to the fountain and looks at some literal dandelions and says wow dandelions so she summons the figurative dandelions that scene was really bizarre to me because like she's looking at a flower and then she like gasps like she remembered something she remembered that she has a job to do yeah right i shouldn't be fucking around right now the world is about to end oh oh shit yeah so she summons the dandelions and tells them that uh they're here for a special training session She says, uh, the training that you're going to do today will feel familiar, but the world itself will feel different, like a dream. Because the truth is, a war is coming, warriors of light will attack their own allies out of loyalty to their own unions, and you are the only hope that the world has. I'm not going to be around to guide you through it, uh, so just know that anyone can lose themselves to darkness, and under no circumstances are you to fight in the war, you need to escape to the world outside, and this training is going to prepare you for that. Uh, and the future and the light is in your hands. I think that this means that this is, if if not that she's sending them to this other world that Ephemer's in, that she's like teaching them how to get there. How to get there and how to get back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is where we're stopping for this week. Yeah. Now that we've gone back through it, I'm less neutral on it. I think it, I think I am, but I think the the reason why I felt neutral is I do feel like I haven't learned very many new things, mm. which is what I want from this, right? Like the thing you should want from the big prequel part is maybe learning some information that gives you context for the things happening uh, in the rest of the story, and we still mm-hmm. haven't actually gotten very much of that. That that is true. I I, I definitely agree with that. I can I can reassure you that we will be getting more of that. <laughs> there will be I will say 
at least one big, big, big moment uh, that's going to freak your brain out next time. <laughs> okay. I, I can't wait to get freaked. Uh, and yeah, Union Cross has quite a bit more of that kind of thing. Um, okay. Than Unchained Key does. Uh, but yeah, next next time we are going to, I I think, unless unless I'm watching it and feel like it's way too dense, I believe we will be finishing Unchained Key. Uh, we're gonna meet one other new character and some other new characters. All right. And you that 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 weird thing that I just said will make sense. Okay. I, 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 uh, I trust. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I love the way that this game ends. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm definitely interested in what's going on. It's uh, in some ways, there's more clarity in this story than in normal Kingdom Hearts. Um, mostly because we kind of know where it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Or do we? Or do we? Or do we? Uh, what do we do next? We got we got a couple of questions. We can also dive to the wiki. I can never remember the order. I feel like we usually dive to the wiki and then we do questions and then we do wishes duck. Or do works for me. Yeah. Uh, I think that we should read about Damage Inc. I would love to. Damage Inc. Uh, or in Japanese, Sonsho Kabushiki Gaisha. <laughs> okay. Is an organization consisting of various people whose collective goal is still uncertain. Oh. Well, Other than oh, that they oppose the Midnight Syndicate. Well, from what I've learned, having uncertain goals that no one ever knows is just how you do storytelling in Kingdom Hearts. So that's 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 actually pretty great. <laughs> uh, Damage Inc. was founded by Cole McGrath and Alex Mercer. <laughs> that is the protagonists of Infamous <laughs> and Prototype, respectively, when they teamed up to destroy a conduit that had been infected and empowered by the Blacklight virus. Oh, hell yeah. Which I think is what gives Alex Mercer his powers, if I remember correctly. Yes. I don't remember what... Condu- Conduits must be an infamous thing, but I don't know infamous as well. Yeah, I never played that one. I've played Second Son. Alex Mercer is prototype, right? It's not Second Son guy. Yeah, we're talking about Blacklight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I second-guessed myself there. Can I give you some quotes from Alex Mercer from, um, I think, this game? <laughs> I mean, quotes from Alex Mercer are going to be good, whether they're from, from Damage Inc. or Prototype. <laughs> Yeah, it's mostly the ways that these are framed that you're going to enjoy these. Um, Anything you say will be used against you. Alex Mercer, tell Azazel. (laughs) And then, this world is rotting before our eyes. God, this is terrible. Alex. (laughs) Alex. This sucks. Alex, after tell to Cybone. After tell what? After tell to Cybone. After tell to Cyber. Yeah, so the first one was Alex Mercer tell Azazel, and this the second one is Alex after tell to Cybone. <laughs> oh wait, I've got, and oh uh, Cole's got a good one too. I'm Cole McGrath. You with the syndicate? Time to fry. <laughs> Cole McGrath, shortly before challenging a member of the Midnight Syndicate to battle. Uh, we've got some members here. We, obviously, we've got Cole McGrath and Alex Mercer. Uh, we have someone named Claire who is apparently from something called Claymore. We oh. have Kazuki Muto, who is also from something. I looked at it a second ago and then immediately forgot. We have Thor. Is this MCU Thor? Uh, let's click. I'm clicking on it. Doesn't say. Nope. I think just we have, actual Thor. We have Sashaud. Yeah, we do. Trying to figure out what this guy's cool original name is. Doesn't say. Boring. He's a he's a vampire and also a nobody. And then we have Ooh. Shion. Oh, hi, Shion. Who? Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right uh they got some goals what are, what are those goals well their short-term goals are pay the bills <laughs> become stronger 
and then seek out new worlds and new opportunities for employment. Huh. Uh, I can, yeah, the long-term goals, um, kill Jukesack. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Kill off the remaining syndicate for harboring him. Okay. Protect Kingdom Hearts, uh, parentheses, which kind of fall in line with the previous two, but still dot, 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 and parentheses. Okay. And four, return return to their home worlds to settle unfinished business. That seems like a lot of goals in the fourth goal. Damage Inc. is named after a Metallica song of the same oh, title. fuck it is, yeah. Their main theme is Damage Inc. from Metallica's Master of Puppets album. However, each member has two battle themes. Battery, also from the Master of Puppets album, and one other song unique to each, although Shion has two other theme songs as well and also doesn't have Battery. <laughs> oh, I love reading the writing of children on the internet. What? It, this sucks, though. They don't tell... I want to know Alex Mercer's theme that isn't Battery. Um, yeah, it's not... I on, hate it it's, here. It's not on his page, huh? I did, I did learn from his page that his homeworld is Starline Dimpress. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm looking at uh, the Midnight Syndicate. A lot of them are just the organization, like Marluxia and Syx are here. But there's also Thrax Ganb. <laughs> that happens a lot, right? For some reason, these kids always create like new organizations, and then half the members are people are actual organization members. Yeah, I mean, we got Shion right here. Yeah. Apparently, Thrax Ganb is the nobody of Gabranth from Final Fantasy XII. Gotcha. For anyone who's played that, um. I want to read a quote from Thor from his cutscenes. Okay. My father hath exiled me from Asgard that I may learn more of the humans I am lord over. <laughs> um, cool. Do it. Yeah. Uh, before testing Zashoud's strength. So thou seeketh allies, eh? Then come forth, <laughs> Zashoud, and let me test thy metal. So oh, he, shit. Shion has different abilities in this. Oh, good. She has mode changes. She can go into Paragon mode, where she has brown body armor. Very cool. Uh, she has Avenger mode, where her cloak becomes blood red with thorny black vines. Sick. And then she also has... Uh, it doesn't have a name. They, I think they forgot to put it here. No, wait. She tra- temp- Whoa. She temporarily transforms into La Nova Encante, the singing Nova, where she grows angel wings. Damn. Here's some quotes. Open your eyes to the light. At last, an end to the agony. That's when she dies. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe it's like when you die, like... In the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's when she is defeated in combat. Right. That's just a very a very grim line. It's true, yeah. Uh, she does have themes. Uh, actually, there's a lot of words here, but I do want to read all of them. Uh, like most other residents of the Nightverse that have an article on this wiki, Metallica composed one of her theme songs. Oh, that was nice of Metallica to do that for Shion. <laughs> However... Shion is one of the very few, perhaps the only character, parentheses S, so maybe there actually are more, to have three theme songs. She is also the only character slash incarnation of a character created by Mecha Ultima Zero to have a theme song from the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Shion's first theme is Unforgiven 2 by Metallica, which shows her regret and reveals her feelings for Roxas. Quote, what I felt, what I've known, sick and tired, I stand alone behind the door. Should I open it for you or are you unforgiven too? Her second theme is Simple and Clean from the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. 
This shows another side of her feelings for Roxas and reveals the more upbeat side of Xion's personality. Note that this is the regular version, not the remix. Hold me, whatever lies beyond this morning is a little later on, regardless of warnings, the future doesn't scare me at all, nothing's like before. It, it's cool that her theme is the, the theme from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, also, the I would not really describe <laughs> Simple and Clean, especially the original non-remix version, as particularly upbeat. Yeah, no, not really. Shion's battle theme is Cry for Help by Shinedown. This song is much faster and harsher than either of her other songs, which is fitting, since Shion has a slight tendency to go berserk when fighting nobodies, blaming the entire race for her situation, mm. even though it's mainly just Vexen and Xemnas whom she hates. Quote, Cause the mind is a weapon, see, but you're not gonna use it on me. Pull the trigger if you're gonna, we all know that you wanna. You know, I think that if Nomura thought he could just make the entire soundtrack of Kingdom Hearts Metallica, he probably would have done it. <laughs> I've never heard of Shinedown, but they sound Christian. Yeah. that Just the name. Yeah, it makes me think of like Under Oath or something. Is Under Oath Christian? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a band about going to court. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought they're... <laughs> the only people I knew that listened to them in school were Christian, so... Ah, I looked at their... I did actually... I, I think I used to listen to Under Oath. Wait, wait, wait. Well, ac according to the wiki page, originally the band identified as a Christian group. They have since distanced themselves from Christianity, which is... As so many do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I did I did listen to at least one Under Oath album. It was a long time ago, though. They didn't They didn't get me. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't convert. I didn't convert. They didn't convert you. That's, that's good. No. <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's enough from the wiki today. Sure, yeah. If if you're good, it's like our longest wiki section probably in a while. So yeah, that's fine. Uh, we got some questions. Okay, yeah. Uh, we got a question from H Cabe, uh, which says it's pretty clear this far into the series that one of the themes is the failures of individualism as a core philosophy. Like Xehanort's plan seems to revolve around making everyone into another copy of himself. Sora is chosen by the Keyblade not because of his individual strength, but because of his willingness to let others influence his life in meaningful ways. Do you see this theme present in Unchained Key? Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's a pretty... I think that's definitely... That is definitely one of the themes. I would agree with that. And it is it is going on here. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because this game is about a bunch of people really trying to work together, but it all falls apart because of their individual goals. Right, and... Even though there are unions of people working together, those unions weirdly are, they're kind of backwards because they actually represent a division and a lack of cooperation, which is, it is kind of weird that dividing everyone into teams shows the way that people are not working together. Well, yeah, but it is because you're creating, instead of like a unified society you're creating this like weird segmented society so you aren't mm -hmm. you aren't really creating cooperation um it's kind of like that idea of individualism being a failure like i don't know magnified a little bit but yeah so i think i think it's definitely present here i think that makes sense i of mean of course that is very much undermined by the uh, gotcha game of it which does encourage you to try to win over everyone else and get a special reward by being at the top of the leaderboards true yeah. <laughs> and also, really, it's master of masters inscrutable goals that is making everything fall apart, too. One person. Yeah, that, it is. Yeah. It is funny for all my obsession with Kingdom Hearts and its lore. I really do not give a second of thought about what the themes are of these games. I'm not a I'm not a themes guy. 
Oh, I, I'm I not think, smart enough for that. I actually, I no, I this question definitely made me think about this. I, 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 I I'm the themes guy, I guess. That's good. We need one of us. <laughs> you know, it's like one of the guys of who made Game of Thrones always say: themes are for eighth grade book reports. It's a cool thing to say <laughs> when you're <laughs> like kind of a writer when adapting a Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm not mad about that. No. We also have a question. Uh, this is uh, on co-host. Uh, the last one was on Discord. Join our Discord and join co-host. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Dan at Big Challenges. What would you dress like if you were a Keyblade wielder? Um, I would have two wallet chains to start. And <laughs> two wallets or just two chains? Two chains to the same wallet. It's really hard for me to get to my wallet now. Um, <laughs> uh, probably got to have some heart motifs on one of the chains and... I don't know, maybe just sick X's for the other chain. Um, I'm thinking I got a, I've got like at least four belts. Um, uh, some sort of cool jacket with a like heart logo on it. And some... all I'm hearing is I would be sculled, but with an extra wallet chain. <laughs> That's true. I am kind of sculled an extra wallet chain, but also a giant Moogle head. There we go. Yeah. I, uh, here is how much I am shit at engaging with character customization when it comes to, like, outfits and stuff in video games. Uh, when I used to play the game City of Heroes, <laughs> one of my characters was called... This was my main, was called Civilian Man, and he wore a black t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so I would wear a black t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, I mean, Nomura's gonna make your jeans, like, fucked up somehow, but yeah, you could do that. It's like when I was talking, when we were talking about uh, Riku's pants at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's wearing the most normal jeans that we've ever seen. And then I looked at them again, and I was like, wait, no, no, no those are weird pants. No, they're like weird chaps, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that would be me. I would, I would find the most uh, basic clothes that the game has to offer. <laughs> I mean, honestly, ideally, I just dress as, dress up as Titus because I think I've—I don't know if I said this on this podcast. I think I've said to you that there was a point in my life where I thought Titus's outfit in Final Fantasy X was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. So you definitely have said that. I don't remember if that's been on the record, but it is now. Yeah, looks like you're the one under oath now. <laughs> yeah, uh, secretly, this has been a Christian podcast. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you? What do Christians say? Have you read the Bible? <laughs> no, I. I family i actually grew up in an atheist household so no i think we have talked about this as well yeah i think we have talked about that uh i was talking to the listeners though oh yeah have you read the bible yeah well let's wait for them to respond okay uh in the meantime this is wish us duck uh this is the segment where we read the bible uh as donald duck oh that would be good (laughs) (laughs) good huh that's a that's a word yeah it's the good book Um, so it'd be the good reading uh here i'm gonna i'm gonna read uh (laughs) This is not how we usually do this, yeah. but I'm going to read a quote from a cutscene with Shion as Donald Duck, and I'm not going to tell you what it is, and let's see if you can tell anything that I'm saying. Okay. Here. I think I got it. <laughs> okay, well, I got most of it. You were like, 
what uh like roxas what's going on and then at the end you just kind of started making noises i couldn't i couldn't catch the end of that that was oh god oh god oh god oh oh god what have i done breaks down weeping and then that is uh cited as after killing and absorbing roxas whoa (laughs) jesus um okay i'm not gonna do that i don't think um Oh, there was another quote that Dark Chirithi said that I liked, which was teaching smeechings. <laughs> That's right. Teaching smeechings. So I might just say teaching smeechings. Uh, well, here, here I go. <laughs> yep. I feel like you picked a really hard one. <laughs> yeah, it is actually pretty hard. We never know what's going to be hard to say as Donald Duck until we're trying to say it. C- me- CH noises are always hard, though. Smeechings. Yeah, you got it. Oh, here's another Shion quote. Well, I'll I'll do it as Donald Duck. Just why not? Yeah. I didn't get any of that this time. Hey, did you check the weather channel? There's a hailstorm on the way before using hail of light. Cool. You know how Shion was always saying that kind of stuff. Yeah, Shion having a lot of personality and... Being sassy. And the weather channel exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about In that. In every universe, there is a weather channel. Yeah. It's a constant. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Every universe has weather, you'd think. You would think. You would think. I don't know if we've seen any in Kingdom Hearts, but... We saw light shine down in um, Radiant Garden. It's kind of like weather. We might... I'll, I'll look... I'll go through the series, but I think the first time that we see weather might be when we go to the Frozen World. <laughs> Well, we've been to Christmas World already. You're in in Halloween Town. That's true. Would you count it as weather if there is like snow frozen on the ground? It's evidence of weather, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that'll be something for our listeners to ponder. Mm-hmm. I think. I think we got it. I think we got it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can follow us on cohost at cohost.org slash sounds about light. You can find me on cohost at positive stress and you can listen to my other podcast, Dr. Huh, where we, what are we watching? Uh, fuck. I don't remember, but I think our latest episode was on the Zygon invasion. Nice. Um, yeah, you can find me on cohost at Achilles Healy's. Um, you can also find me on, uh, Blue Sky now. I think it's also just Achilles Healy's there. And yeah, listen to the F+. Plus. Um, that episode that was out last week is still out. <laughs> so listen to that. And I'm still trying to get through it. Uh, there's poetry. You got to get to the poetry. That part's great. I got to get to the poetry. There's one part in particular that was so unpleasant for me to listen to that I'm like going through it like five seconds at a time. It can't hurt me if it's all out of context. You could just skip that part maybe. <laughs> it's not like you're not like you're not gonna understand the rest of it if you skip it <laughs> but it's all important lore that's true i that is when i ex- i do explain what master of masters was doing with his lifestyle at that time uh-huh and i have to i have to make sure that i don't miss your catchphrase oh i didn't do it i'm in trouble i know i'm in trouble but i'll do it a bunch i'm of- just i'm just twisting the knife Thanks. <laughs> well I'll, <laughs> I'll be doing it a bunch of times next time so don't worry about it <laughs> It's going to be way better. Uh, uh, anything else? We're on noisepace.xyz, uh, where you can listen to other podcasts like Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks, and also with you, which w- <laughs> there will be another episode of that in May, but there's never a bad time to catch up. Yeah. If you want to learn about, I think, the first like four minutes of Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> is how much they've done so far. 
Yeah, I think check that out. I think if you've never seen Star Wars, this is the best way to do it. Yeah, by the time you die, you will have learned about uh, less than an hour. Uh, maybe depending on how old you are. No, sorry, my math is bad. I I like to think that I'll have gotten through an hour of Star Wars before I die. Me too. We we can only hope. I think that's it. Yeah. So why not end this the right way? The only way. Keyblade. Keyblade. Bye. Bye. I'm a fool for basing my actions on what is written on that lost page. Everything in the passage is ambiguous at best. That's why. I need to find out. But how? By asking the master. But he's not here anymore. I'm going to summon Kingdom Hearts. What? Then he'll have no choice but to come back. Summoning Kingdom Hearts is forbidden! That's exactly why! The only way to get him back is to break the rules. If things don't change, the entire world is doomed. But, in order to go through with it, I'll need Lux. I don't have nearly enough.